Hello and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns. We're in these glasses that this camera makes me look like I just got hit in the head with something. I promise you they, they're not that crooked <laughs> when I look in my mirror. Uh, it's something about the way this camera works. But anyway, I'm Art Burns now taking off my glasses and telling you that I'm very excited to be here with you today. I hope you're all doing well today. Um couple of things. Uh, there's there's actually one really important thing that we have to cover today. I feel obliged to cover this. I feel, yeah, very obliged to cover, obligated, in fact, to to, co to cover this uh, this idea or this um, piece of reality, right? And we're we're gonna do this in two segments, okay? I'm gonna give this a try, okay? We're gonna do one segment on one subject, and then we're gonna pivot to another subject. We're gonna give this a try tonight because nobody's gotten back to me on what your preference is. So you're forcing uh, the mother of uh, you know the invention is uh, coming out of me, and that's what we're gonna try, okay? So 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 the first segment that I want to talk about is that today I'm recording this um, this episode on September 10th. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so you might be thinking that this is going somewhere for a September 11th quote. It's not, not directly anyway. Uh, September 11th is obviously a very important time and a very big, big deal. And I'll be talking about that tomorrow for sure. Uh, I'll be remembering the three people who I personally know uh, who are among the 3,000 people who perished in the World Trade Center. And I will be also honoring all 3,000 of those and the first responders who, uh, you know, suffered afterward. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is, is how important September 10th is in its own right and not as a relationship to September 11th. September 10th, it turns out, is Suicide Prevention Day, okay? Um, the month of September is Suicide Awareness Month, okay? And so today, September 10th, is known as Suicide Prevention Day, all right? And I want to talk to this a minute, okay? Because this is very, very important, okay? I just did a little TikTok video. I don't know how many of you are uh, following me over there on TikTok, but uh, I just did this on TikTok, and... Um, and I want to share it here too, right? That, that you know, <clears throat> the reality is, right, that we're all going through things all the time, right? And many of us, you know, whether we've been touched by suicide, by someone else committing suicide in our lives, right? Maybe some of us have been touched directly and personally by that. And so we know how difficult that is how much it hurts, how much it, it really, you know, how much we wish we could have stopped it, how much we wish we could have given them another option, how much we wish we could have just listened to them and tried something, right? Like that's the regret that we feel in the, in the wake of this, right? But the fact of the matter is that beforehand, right, you know, oftentimes people don't even talk about it, right? Oftentimes it's, you know, we don't know that somebody has, you know, because what suicide is, is is being in that position. And, and, and the other thing is that maybe some of us have also been in this position, but not gone further. And I know I can say this for myself, even fairly recently, actually, you know, I mean, <laughs> I was going through some difficulty yesterday. That's why I didn't uh, uh, do a, a video yesterday. Now, I, I never got to the point of suicidality, right? Like imagining or, or, or believing that suicide was the answer, right? But, but certainly it popped into my mind, right? That, well, maybe it'd be just easier if I just ended this 
this experience of this life that I call that we call this thing, right? And certainly in the past, I've been even more so. Like I've been in the position where I've said to myself, wow, this is the moment where someone who kills themselves reaches that conclusion, right? Like I've, I've seen that moment. And so I say that because, you know, most people would look at me and not think that I would have anything, you know. Now, now because of the work that I've done for myself, I've never lost control of that, right? I've never crossed over to the point where that's the decision that I make to actually take action on that, right? So, but still, you know, people wouldn't consider me as somebody who would even get as far as I have in that thought. And that goes back to like when we think about people like Robin Williams and we think about um, who Anthony Bourdain or the, um, uh, the other actor, I can't remember his name right now, um, Hoffman, right? Seymour Hoffman, I think it was his name, right? You know, these people are, are in the prime of their life. They're, they're, they've got this beautiful success. Even, you know, like Robin Williams, I mean, nobody would ever consider him as somebody who would, you know, like he's so happy all the time, right? Chris Cornell, another one, right? I mean, these are all people who we looked at for so many years and said, I want to be like that person. I can never imagine that person being in the throes of that moment where the decision seems logical to just check out, right? And so the point is that we have no idea, the people in our lives, we have no idea how close they might be to that point. And that's why it is incumbent upon all of us, and this to me is what suicide awareness and prevention is all about, right? It is incumbent upon us as individuals in relationship to the people in our lives, it is incumbent upon us to, to do a few very important things, right? Number one is always be kind, right? Because you don't know what somebody's going through on any given moment, right? Nobody could have told you that Robin Williams was on the verge of suicide just before he committed suicide, right? Nobody in the world, except maybe his very closest family and friends, but nobody could have told you that, right? Because the signs are not that clear, right? And so, so the idea is that we don't have to necessarily read the signs. We can just be kind all the time. Just assume that somebody's in a moment of weakness because you're, the way that you interact with that person could mean the difference of pushing them closer to that decision or pulling them further away from that decision. And that is a power that you have. And that is an obligation that you have, right? Because honestly, there is never a time never a time where you can accomplish more by being unkind than you can accomplish by being kind. Now, I say that, sure, there are probably some very rare occasions where somebody is going to receive your communication if you're a little hard with them, right? That's possible, yes. It doesn't mean you can't try being kind first, right? Like the Dalai Lama says, whenever possible, be kind. It is always possible. But again, like Jack Cornfield says, you know, he tells a story in his book, The Wise Heart, where, you know, he had a contractor, him and his wife had a contractor working at their house, and he was being compassionate and kind as he always is, and the person was screwing them over. Like, they had to leave on vacation, and the work had not gotten done. They kept getting pushed around and bumped around. And so Jack Cornfield, you know, said, if, you, if this isn't done by next week, I'm hauling your ass to court. 
That's not kind. But finally, the guy understood. He says, whoa, you really need this done. I didn't realize that. No problem. Got extra people on it, got it done the next day, right? So sometimes the appropriate you know, response to the appropriate action is maybe not kindness. Maybe it is more of, you know, of, of a sternness and a hardness, right? But the important thing is to try kindness first because you don't know, right? You don't know that answer. And if that person is, is on teetering on the edge of making this decision that could literally end their life, well, then that kindness that you show to that person could be just enough to change their mind, right? So after being kind, the thing we can do is be compassionate. And being compassionate means paying attention to them. So it includes empathy, right? Compassion has to start with empathy. Otherwise, there can be no compassion. Because if I can't notice your suffering, if I can't identify your suffering, which is empathy, then I can't stand with your suffering. I can't try to end that suffering, which is compassion, right? So, so, so the second step is to listen. Listen with our hearts. Listen with our compassion to whatever anybody has to say, because you never know if that person is about to tell you that, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking about doing this, right? And if we're listening with, with empathy and compassion, then we're not going to write it off and say, oh, it's just a cry for help. Or, oh, you know, you don't really mean it. Or, oh, just being overdramatic and come on, you know, your life isn't that bad. Just think about all the things you have in your life. Come on, right? We do those things when we're not really empathically listening to one another. And so being available could, you know, being kind first and being available second could really seriously, 100% reality, save someone's life. And so this month, please hold that in your awareness because you know what? And this is why I'm a big fan of something like Suicide Awareness Month. And I'm also a big fan of all the different months that we assign for things. Because you know what? The more we hold that in our awareness for this month, that's practice. And then we're likely to hold it in our awareness outside of this month too, right? Because it's not like, you know, it's like the, the animal crossing signs on the highway, right? Nobody's teaching the deer to cross right here. Nobody's going to limit people committing suicide to just September, right? So it's important to be this way all the time, but we can practice it in September so that we can apply it in October and November and all the way through the year. All right. And by all means, <clears throat> if you, you sitting there listening to this or watching this, okay, if you're having some of these thoughts, okay, I want you to know a couple of things. Number one, it's okay that you're having those thoughts, okay? This world, you know, it's almost like if somebody doesn't have these thoughts from time to time, I'd, wor I'd worry more about them, right? Because the way this world is structured and the way it's become more and more difficult and more and more scary, it's natural to think like there must be another way. It's natural to think that. So you're not broken and you're not flawed if that's what you're thinking, okay? But I want you to know something, and if you've listened to my podcast, you know this, that that very way that you're feeling that's producing that thought, well, that is also preventing you from seeing other options, okay? It's literally filtering out the other options that are available to you, 
Okay, so that's why it's very important that you speak with someone else. Because that someone else can provide you that that sort of distanced feedback that will allow you to see another option. That you and it's not your fault that you can't see it. Okay, again, it's the emotional experience that you're having that is preventing you from seeing that. It's not your fault. It's just your body doing what it's doing. And so if you need someone to talk to, okay, I will email you my personal phone number and you can talk to me if you don't have anybody else, okay? There are also free suicide prevention lines that you could reach out to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and there's somebody on the other end of that phone who will listen to you who cares about you, even though they don't know you, right? Like we, we, we can hate people who we don't know, so we can love people who we don't know either, right? So just because you and I have never met, and just because you've never met that person on the suicide prevention hotline, it doesn't mean we don't love you. And it doesn't mean that we don't know how important you are and how much this, this planet benefits from you being here, all right? And so sometimes that's all we need to hear to make us... Take a deep breath and, and say, okay, maybe there is another way. Maybe there is something else that I can try. Okay, art, burn, art at artburnscoaching.com. You email me, I will send you back my personal phone number and we can talk. Okay, just, just you don't even have to write it an email. Just put in the subject line, I need to talk. And I will email you back with a seven di uh, a, a ten digit phone number because you'll need the area code, and I'm waiting to hear from you, okay? And that's legit. <clears throat> and please, folks, you know, understand that you might have someone in your life. I mean, the statistics are clear, right? There's a certain percentage of people who I don't know what that percentage is. But just like there's a certain percentage of people who have experienced childhood abuse, right? It's around 25%, right? Which means that for every four people that you know, statistically speaking, one of them experienced childhood abuse, right? Same thing applies to suicide, right? It's a percentage. I don't, again, I don't, I didn't look up what that percentage is. You could look it up very quickly, I'm sure, find the statistic, right? Of... You know, but it means that if you know 10 people, a certain amount of them are potentially suicidal, right? And so it's important for you to recognize that too, so that you can be kind and be available and listen to them. You don't have to fix their problems. You don't have to talk them out of anything. In fact, I recommend if you really do believe that they're potentially suicidal, then the best thing you can do is just convince them to call the suicide prevention hotline. That's the best thing you can do, right? Don't try to do it yourself because you're not trained to do it unless you are, right? But, but maybe you're not, right? So don't, don't take it on. Just listen. And the only advice you have to give is 1-800-whatever-that-number-is, right? But just don't let go. Just be present with them. That's the most important thing with a compassion and kindness in your heart. All right, folks, as, as strange as it feels to now shift gears, you know, I do want to respect um, 
you know, there's, well, you know, and, and, and really this second topic, this second segment, if you will, uh, it does tie into this as well, right? Because, you know, so much of our discomfort in life, so much of our suffering in life, right, comes down to a matter of expectation. And that's really one I wanted to talk about, you know, and, and really that's, I think, probably one of the biggest drivers of people who, who feel that that's the choice they need to make, which is to, you know, end their life, right? Is because the expectation that the life that they're living is not meeting with the life that they expected, right? So I want to talk about this for a few minutes because it's really very, it's very valuable information, very important information. So first, a little sip of tea. that will mark the transition here. Okay. Um, so now it's important to understand that there's a difference between anticipation and expectation. Okay. And the reason I bring that up is because anticipation is something that you cannot stop doing <laughs> and you don't want to, right? Like anticipation is part of the reason why you are alive today. Right, because the human, you know, the, the human being would not have evolved to be the human being without strong anticipation skills. Right, that's what's enabled us because we're not the fastest, we're not the strongest, we don't have the sharpest claws or the strongest jaws or the sharpest teeth. Right, but yet we're at the top of everything. Right, <laughs> there's one reason and one reason alone for that, which is our ability to anticipate the next thing that's going to happen, right? So it's important to understand that that is the mode of your brain all the time, okay? Here's how it works, right? Your brain is right now, even as you're sitting here listening and watching to this video or audio, you know, your brain is taking in everything that it can experience, right? Everything that comes in through the five outer senses, right? As well as everything it's monitoring from inside, right? And it is, it is formulating an equation from all of this, right? It, well, I mean, kind of. What it's doing is it's, it's taking all of this in, right? And then it's, it's comparing this information to everything it has experienced in the, in the past, right? Now, one really beautiful and, and amazingly capable thing your brain does is on the fly, it filters out the stuff that it's not important because obviously you can't take in every bit of data that comes in from your senses and compare that to every single thing that otherwise that has happened. So, so we have this really great way of kind of like a first line thing that we call the schema, right? So like, okay, that is not something I have to pay attention to, right? It's, it's a flat surface with four legs on it. It's a table. It's always been a table. I don't have to think about the fact that it's a table. It doesn't enter into my emotional memory at all that that's a table, right? Just move on, right? So there's nothing I have to anticipate about that table, right? But but what your brain is doing outside of those schematic um, items of your brain, right? Those things that have happened so many times that just becomes part of the operational system, right? Aside from that, <laughs> right? What your brain is doing is it's literally taking in all the information, filtering out the schemas, you know, filtering out all that automatic stuff and whatever's left, it's comparing to every single thing that you've ever experienced that's similar to this before. And the reason it's doing this is because after it's compared this experience in the present moment to all the past experiences that resemble this, this present moment, now it's making a determination, this is what's likely to happen next. Okay, so 
I see a red light, okay? Red light means stop, right? And, and I can anticipate that if I do not stop, then there will be an accident, right? On the very most basic level, right? But that's what your brain is doing, right? So your brain is constantly in this activity of anticipation, right? So then what is the difference between anticipation that is harmless and, and actually very beneficial to us, what's the difference between that and expectation, which almost always is a very negative thing and something that can bring us down into terrible emotional play or, or very difficult emotional places, right? Well, the difference is really the emotion, right? So an expectation is something that we're emotionally invested in right? Like we, we either want this thing to happen or we do not want this thing to happen, right? Whatever that anticipation is, now we're determining an expectation from that based on our emotion, okay? Which means that if it is something that I believe is a good thing, then give it to me. I need that. I, I expect that I'm going to get that as quickly as possible, if it's something I judge as a bad thing, well, get it away from me. I don't want anything to do with it. I very much expect that I'm not going to have this thing, right? So far, so good. No problems yet. Here's where the problems start. When the outcome of the present moment experience conflicts with that expectation, Okay, that's when we get into aversiveness towards the thing that is not meeting with our expectations, right? Or, or clinging to the desire for that thing to meet with our expectations. From that place of clinging or aversion, nothing but negative emotions are going to come. Okay, so we're going to feel anger, rage, jealousy, depression, sadness, frustration, anger. I think I said anger. You might feel it twice. <laughs> you know, you're going to feel all of these negative emotions. Now, these negative emotions are going to start, as we've talked about, they start a cycle, right? Which then becomes a mood, which then becomes a personality trait, which then becomes, or I guess disposition first, and then a personality trait, Right? which that ultimately is what can lead to somebody becoming suicidal, right? Now, I'm not saying that everybody commits suicide just because of expectations. That's not true, right? But I am saying that somewhere in the mix, this part of it exists. And so one of the things that we can do in our lives is we can become more aware of when we are allowing the automatic, uh, physiological, um, beneficial process of anticipation, becoming aware of when we're allowing that process to become the more negative process of expectation. And once we become aware of it, once we can see it happening in real time in the present moment, now it just becomes a question of, as I've said here before, what can I let go of or what can I accept? And now we can keep ourselves from getting into that negative cycle of negative emotions that will lead to very dark places, okay? So you understanding that about yourself is positive, but you understanding that about yourself can also enable you to help that other person who you're going to listen to 
in Suicide Prevention Day, right? You see what I'm saying? Like knowing that that's what happens to us allows us to recognize that that might be what this person is struggling with. And so simply just listening to them, letting them express it, letting them work it through, oftentimes that's all that's necessary. Because as we discuss it, as we throw it out into the world, outside of our mind and brain and put it out in the world, now it changes the perspective of it. It, it changes proportion. And it seems like something we can maybe handle. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. It was, um, you know, it was a really important one for me. Um, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you benefit from it. And if you have any questions or if you need to talk, I told you, okay, art at artburnscoaching.com. And I promise you, I will get right back to you with my personal phone number and I will listen to you for as long as I need to listen to you as long as you need me to listen to you. All right? All right. Have a wonderful day, everybody. I wish you well.